guys, welcome back to Culture Rhymes and Culture. I'm Megan. I'm Blake. And you may notice that there is no third voice there. R.I.P. Martin. Just kidding. He... I, was li- I was literally about to say he died. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead to us. Now, uh, he's happy in his relationship and, you know, he's got a lot of stuff going on. So he's being an adult. <sighs> What's that like? <laughs> Hashtag retweet. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Martin's gone and uh, it's just going to be me and Blake for now. Unless this just goes horribly, horribly wrong. And we need a third host. Yeah, we'll see if our awkwardness will balance out in the appropriate way. <laughs> and uh, if not, then we'll, we'll, we'll go see. We'll see. We will see when we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, as my mom says. So, but yeah, so we're, we're going the OG podcast group right now because me and Megan used to have a podcast once upon a time a million jillion years ago. That was, it was real bad, guys. It was, it was good. It was good. Except for the guy. The guy ruined it. I mean, That's come on. True. Ellie was great. That's true. Ellie, Ellie was. cracked me up. It's, uh, so, obviously, we just have an issue with boys. <laughs> yeah. They leave us or they're annoying. One of the two. <laughs> which uh, kind of segues into the second point of news is that our last episode, which was, like, a long time ago. So, sorry about that. Um, it was my fault because Blank Dunn messed up. And Aaron. And didn't download our... Uh, Part two of our last episode. So uh, there's an awkward just like part one. And then, hey, guys, we're back. With so, no part two. That was my fault. I take blame. I'm bad producer, editor, person. I don't know what I am for this podcast, but I, I, the one who puts it on the internet, and I failed. It's okay. We forgive you. Thank you. We talk about dating enough anyway, so it's like, so they don't get to hear part two. And we're like the last people that usually listen to dating stuff on so I don't know why we talk about it so much like we are the worst people to give advice I literally went on a rant about adult braces <laughs> they're very common but I was just like not today honestly I liked that though because I'm normally the one that rants about something stupid yeah. <laughs> and that time you know I got to be the same one and you, you got to be, like, be the crazy wow, one wow this bitch is crazy <laughs> Why is she doing this? Uh. <laughs> Adult braces aren't that bad. And I'm like, they're terrible. It's okay. Well, you know, every, next time you bring up Kanye, I, it'll, it'll be me. Rant number two. He's running mm-hmm. for president. That's weird. Is he, though? Mm. I don't think so. He missed, exactly. <laughs> he missed all the deadlines. And he's going cray-cray on Twitter, so... We won't talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need to get you all heated again. It's fine. I do. I'm I'm actually worried about him right now. I'm not mad at him. I am. I don't like him. It's clear. <laughs> but I am worried about him right now cuz you know, mental health is important. So, I'm 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 not going to be angry at this time. Yeah. And oh. if that's the reason he has kind of acted out lately, then we can't fault him for that. Exactly. We all Moving have on. Our, yeah. We all have our mental things. Moving on from Kanye, I shouldn't have said his name. I, I, that's always a mistake. <laughs> so before we get into like the the meat of the episode, we are going to try and make ourselves accountable. So we're going to tell you some of the things we're thinking about trying to get done. So that way, if we don't do it, we look like big wusses. It's more so when we inevitably don't do it, you can call us out on it and then yeah. we'll have to. <laughs> and then we'll finally get some emails. Oh, Megan will be so excited. <laughs> I haven't gotten any emails, guys. I'm pretty mad about it. But, but it exists. It does. So we'll plug that later. You're but, welcome. <laughs> okay. As Blake says. Um, but yeah, so we had talked about we are definitely going to make stickers for us. Yes. So um, that's like my new obsession. Literally before this podcast started, I was showing Megan my new cup that's covered in stickers, and I love them so much. It's very, um, very Blake. Yeah, and I feel like also I just like see stickers, like you know, on people's laptops and like you know, light bulbs, garbage cans. You know, <laughs> we will not be putting on our cars on garbage cans though. Well, I mean, whatever floats our boat, Megan. Whatever works. I'm not gonna stifle the creativity of where people want to place said stickers, so. Wherever, wherever the wind blows the sticker is where it'll be 
duck. Yes. I regret I regret saying that phrase. That was um good try, sweaty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so we're gonna put those together and make a bunch of them and just like start like posting them around town, the city, wherever mm-hmm. we go. Um just to, have a bunch of them in my bag and just anywhere I go, just bam, CRWC podcast. Yeah. Follow just, us. But like just for funsies, I mean like if we get more listeners, cool. If not Mm, that'd be a bummer but like whatever you know we're used to it it's fine yeah (laughs) plus it finally gives us an excuse to make a logo which we've been talking about since uh literally this time last year yeah because we're coming up (laughs) on a year of like meeting at a restaurant me blake and martin and like deciding that we were going to do this so even though we haven't done like a year's worth of episodes yet this is coming up on like our year anniversary and which is perfect timing because we're classifying the lack of Martin and the lack of posting for the past two months, our um, break between seasons. So welcome to season two. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to season two, everybody. <laughs> so episode 19 or whatever, but season two. Yeah. We just all uh, were on vacations and had a lot of work going on with like COVID and quarantine and all Martin the moved like he yeah so yeah all the craziness and Martin went on like I feel like a couple of vacations and I actually went on a vacation for the first time and like I don't even know how long mm-hmm. and Megan travels all the dang time so that wasn't really a shocker but <laughs> <laughs> so it just it, it was a crazy summer and um but we're back with a vengeance yes and we're gonna just do minus one yeah and we're going to do our best, too, to, like, release the same time every week. Because, like, I think that was a big deal, too, is, like, we weren't on a set schedule. So people were like, is there a new episode? No? It's been three weeks? Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, that was the norm. So we're going to try and get on a schedule where we release every, for example, like, every Wednesday or something. So we're trying to get our crap together is really what yeah. we're saying. We're trying to... Trying to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> what a good segue, Megan. Thank you. Such a solid segue. Some of us have to grow up sometimes. So we last week specifically is when we were supposed to come back with our podcast with Martin before we found out that we were going going it alone. Um Megan wanted to do an adulting podcast, so she got this book mm-hmm. about it's adulting called- things. Adulting, how to become a grown-up in 468 easy-ish steps. And then also, coincidentally, um, one of the Kid Nation podcasts of one of my coworkers, Cammie, has a podcast called Adult in Training with one of our friends from college whose also name is Megan. So shout out to Cammie and Megan. Um, And they have episodes uh weekly that are just about like different types of adulting things like sometimes they talk about taxes and then sometimes they play games about adult things i don't know i've only listened to a few episodes to be honest so i'm gonna catch up on on their podcast yes when if they're listening right now i promise i will yeah we're also gonna (laughs) link their podcast in the description too so if you think this is funny and like are interested in it because you don't know how to adult either That way you can go check theirs out. Because theirs is like every week they're talking about it. Whereas Blake and I have decided we're going to implement this, I almost said segue, segment. um, (laughs) Just randomly whenever we do something stupid and we're like, man, I really need to grow up. And then maybe some music will play and then you'll be like, oh, it's time to grow up. Yeah. Kemi and Megan definitely uh, inspired. Well, I can't speak today. Uh, They inspired us to try to get it together and like, you know start bettering ourselves and be big kids. So we're, we'll give like random updates every time we we take a step in the right direction. <laughs> I feel like guess and, what? We and probably it. fail, but we're trying. A for effort. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so we figured we'd do, you know, maybe like two, three, we're feeling frisky, four. Whoa. And then we're going to just pick random numbers. And write them down so we don't repeat them. But so let's start this, Blake. I'm ready. Let's start Pick it. a number Make between me an adult, Megan. <laughs> Pick a number between one and four hundred and sixty-eight. Four hundred and thirty-two. Okay, I'm gonna write this down. Four hundred thirty-two. All right, let's see what kind of wisdom this book has for us. Also, this book was written by Kelly Williams Brown. Just shout out to her. I don't yeah, know who love she is. Her. But... Mm-hmm. 
432. Found it. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> I knew it was at the end. All right. <laughs> I'm smart. Um, you can this, count. <laughs> I can and I do. All right. So step 432. Your parents have first names. They have secrets you will never know. They do not just exist as an extension of you. So that's the tip. And then I'm going to read the little part underneath it. So it says, imagining my mother as a child was unfathomable. Lainey said, I could see pictures and see she actually was once a child. But it was impossible to imagine what my mother was like as a teen or in the workplace. But as we grow, she said, we should see our parents as whole people. I asked why that was important. I'll put the question back to you. Why is it important to you for them to see you as a whole person and not just a daughter? So basically what it's saying is, your parents aren't just people that take care of you. They are actual people and they have lives and they don't revolve around you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like that is something that you become more aware of as you're older. My dad actually wrote an autobiography about himself <laughs> that he gave to all of us for Christmas. And it's, Oh my gosh, what a he, boss move. I, I know. Book. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and it's like one of those that like you definitely got made at Kinko's. <laughs> you know, with like the black spiral on the side. If I <laughs> ever wrote an autobiography, that's how I would do it too. Yeah, I got it made at Kinko's. <laughs> but it's, it's, and it's called like something like, I didn't really go to Nam or something <laughs> like that, which my dad was never in the military. So that makes sense. Um, <laughs> um, but it like gives like his whole, basically his whole childhood up until he married like his first wife, which is my brother's mom and then my mom. And then it ends with uh, my stepmom now. Um, but like most of it is like his childhood and him growing up and like, you know, going to college and stuff. And I actually learned yeah. a lot about him from that because, you know, your parents tell you so many stories, but like, you know, sometimes you're half listening or, yeah, you know, or they, they just don't, don't stick. You, like the whole truth or, yeah, you know, and then my mom tells me stories all the time. And as I've gotten older, I, like, remember more of them. Because, like, when yeah. she told me when I was a kid, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go play now. Yeah. I remember <laughs> one time, I I think I was in, like, fifth grade or something. We were doing a carnival at school. And I was working this game where you had, like, suckers in hay. And you, like, pull one out. And if it's got a certain color, you want a prize or something like that. And at the end of it. I took, like, all of the suckers because <laughs> I love candy. And I got in trouble for stealing because my oh, no. teacher was like, you, these aren't yours. You can't just have these suckers. And so I was, like, so upset because I was like, oh, my God, I just got caught stealing. and I didn't know I was stealing, blah, blah, blah. So I told my dad that, and he told me a story about when he was little, he got caught stealing something, too, like candy from, like, a convenience store or something like that. And so it's funny how when your parents – don't tell you things you like automatically repeat them without even knowing it but I just thought that was funny because I was like oh my god he got caught stealing too what else did you do dad (laughs) no yeah I I definitely agree on finding the similarities too and but I think also you start noticing the differences as well because like I've always been like basically like a copy of my mom like we look exactly alike and we have pretty similar personalities and things like that. But as I've gotten older, our conversations have gotten like more, more meaningful. Yeah. And like a lot more substance. So like, you know, like we argue about politics a lot because yeah. we don't agree at all. And like, you know, we realize that like we have the same struggles. Like I was talking about, like, how do you find make friends as an adult? Like, where do you find them? And yeah, she has the same just, issue. Like, corralled together. Yeah, but I'm like, where do you meet people as a big kid? Like, if you <laughs> don't, if you don't share pencils, you know. Or you're not and like, forced in a dorm room with them or whatever. Exactly. And she was like saying, like, yeah, she needs to make friends too because she doesn't have like places to go or like any, you know, hobbies outside of crafting and stuff. And yeah, and crafting you, know, you do at home. Yeah. So we're we're discovering that we are so similar, but we also have differences and. That we are our own people, but we also, like, have the same struggles as well, mm-hmm. which I feel like has been really good for our relationship. Yeah. Well, it also helps, too, because, like, when you're young, like, they are your whole world. Like, they feed you, they bathe you, they, you know, they help you be a functioning human. And then as you get older, you can't totally rely on them anymore. And you realize, like, oh, they have stuff going on 
under the surface that I don't even know about. Yeah. You know, so you have to see them as like a person, maybe not an equal, maybe so. I don't know. depends on your parents. But, you know, you have to see that while you are a big part of their world, you're not their entire world. They have other stuff going on, too. Yeah. And I don't want to be, like, my mom's whole world. I want her to have a full experience. Like, I I know I am her whole world because she tells me that all the time. Shout out, mom. Um, And I love that. But I also, I want her to to know that, like, I want her to have, you know, all the joys and excitement, you know, when I'm not around all the time. Like, I want her to to be fulfilled in in all areas of her life. Yeah. I'm the same way with both my parents, too, because, like, you – both my parents, like, they separated. So they both have their own lives now. And I think that was really hard for them, too. Like, goes back to the whole friends thing. Like, how do you make friends as an adult when all your friends were married couples? Right. And you don't want them to have to choose. So then, you know, they have to go out. and. So I just, I'm with you. I want both my parents to, like, feel like, you know, I don't want it to be, like, their whole world was their marriage and us. Because now they don't have the marriage anymore. And then my brother and I are both, like, adults. <laughs> Doing air quotes. <laughs> I'm still reading the book. Haven't learned it yet. <laughs> but, you know, so, like, the things they always knew, they're not there anymore. So, I agree. I want them to have, like, fulfilling lives. And I still want it to be about me. But <laughs> yeah, when I'm, I'm busy... still most important. But <laughs> also. If I'm busy, I need them to have something else to do. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's a fair assumption. What a deep first tip. I know. I'm going to go back to the beginning because I think the beginning ones are like a little bit silly too. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to guess what you're going to say in my mind and I'll tell you if I'm right. I'll write it down. Okay. Okay. I wrote it down. Okay. I think you said 16. Close. 23. Michael Jordan, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. We have a poster of him in our garage. Really? And we had a life size cut out, but I think my dad took it. Oh, you know what? And I think my friend Mason took our poster because one time when I was having a party, he said, hey, can I have that poster in your garage? <laughs> and I said, sure. sure. <laughs> and he took it. <laughs> so, oh, Mason, you're welcome. You're welcome. He gave you poster of Michael Jordan. You're welcome. All right. Number 23. It's kind of a long one. So okay, I'm prepared. Bear with me. I'm gonna drink some water because my throat's really dry. Oh, too much speaking for Megan. <clears throat> yes. Well, we have been on the phone for over an hour before we started recording. We had to catch up. We, did. we had to catch to up. Stuff to plan. We're good. <clears throat> Step twenty-three: find furniture on the cheap. Already. Mm-hmm. Good. Good thought. Yes. Kelly. All right. Goodwill, Craigslist, garage sales, and your parents' friends are all your friends. That's weird. <laughs> and your parents' friends are all your friends. Oh, I see what it's saying. All of these places and the Got friends it. are your yes. friends. Got okay. it. Although you should make sure ahead of time that you have some way to get your inherited goods and purchases home. Ikea, of course, is the poor 20-somethings wonderland, so long as you don't mind having the same dresser as all your friends, which I most certainly do not. A couple notes of caution when looking for old furniture, quality counts. Be sure to jiggle it, make sure it's sturdy. Particle board is no good, at least not used. The heavier the better, if it's made of wood. Use your measuring tape to make sure whatever item this is can fit through your door and it won't look ridiculously large in your space. Also, if you live in a bedbug-prone area, just skip secondhand upholstered stuff. It's not worth the risk. I like and then it. she goes on to tell you how to decorate, but we can do that another time. But uh-huh. I agree. Same. There are, like I've finding seeing... furniture super... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I, I don't know what I was saying. Go. Okay. <laughs> um, I've seen a bunch of TikToks of people going to, like, these, like, warehouse outlet places that sell like um like anthropology stuff Mm -hmm. so like that's typically really expensive yeah furniture for like i feel like 90 percent off like so 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 cheap and they're like only like a couple places in the entire u.s but like there's secret places like that everywhere and have you ever been to dirt cheap 
No, but I, my friend tells me about it all the time. She's like, oh, my God, you got to go. And so there's one in Ennis, which is really cool. There's actually, yeah, there's a bunch. There's, like, one in Plano. There's one in Carrollton. One in Arlington. Yeah, there's so many of them. And honestly, most of it sucks. I'm going to be real honest. Like, it's really yeah. hard to find things. But I actually have gotten some really cute clothes from there. But you just have to have the patience to dig. But they have an entire furniture section. And it's, like, furniture you would get at Target. So it's it's pretty good stuff yeah. like I like Target I, let me rephrase I'm obsessed with Target <laughs> I love Target <laughs> but I've never gotten furniture there but I do like their furniture I've just never had the need and they have so much furniture there and it's just like usually because like the box was damaged or something yeah or it was like a like a uh, like maybe like a chair that they ordered too much of and like didn't sell well so they'll just like have like 87 of the same chairs but like yeah. they're still nice and like not damaged at all just like the packaging was messed up or something Mm -hmm. so it's really good quality and like it's so cheap so whenever I finally move out of my childhood bedroom that's like (laughs) the first place I'm going yeah I actually (laughs) bought myself a bed frame from Walmart because I've always wanted a canopy bed um yeah I see those twinkle lights yeah I've got the lights dangling from it and stuff (laughs) But it was on sale, and it's, like, it's metal, but, you know, once I get my own place, too, this was a real bitch to put together, so I might just leave it <laughs> and get another one. But what the job that I do, we work for customers who have very nice, high-end furniture, and if I don't totally love it, but I can see the, like, the, I can't think of words anymore, potential, mm-hmm. um, if I can see the potential in it, I'm like, this, it would cost me less to paint this and reupholster it than it would to just buy like a brand new chair yeah and so I try to like see things like yeah it may not be pretty right now but if I mess with it a little bit I could potentially make it better DIY is all the rage yeah I feel like it's gone in phases too where like everybody wanted new stuff and then they're like no no let's just like fix it and make it better and then you know but I'm also a big believer too in like buying second hand because we have so much like don't get me wrong I love new stuff but there's just such an excess of it that it's like when people throw stuff away, where does it go? Yeah. You know? So yeah, I like to go yeah. I like to go to ocean. Goodwill and I like to oh, are you gonna get rid of that? How much are you, you know, selling it for? You know, so I'm a big believer in like giving things a second life. I really hate garage sales, I won't lie to you. But I think it's I, yeah. because I'm salty about them because I live in a house that has an alley and the garages are in the back of the homes. And if people have garages, people who go to those garage sales block my alley and keep me from getting to my residence. And so I just have... Who actually does garage sales in their garage? I'll tell you. The lady, like, four houses down has had, like, 87 garage sales. She has one all the time. All the time. <laughs> And there's always cars parked in the alley. I'm like, dudes, just because it's a garage sale does not mean you park by the garage. You park on the street and walk around the house like a normal person. Yeah. Don't also keep a me normal from going person, to my home. A normal person would do it in their front yard. Well, that's a yard sale. You know, same diff. Mm, but they wouldn't have two different terms if they were the same thing. Well, it, that was back in the day when alleys weren't prevalent. Stupid Dallas. <laughs> I don't know when the terms came about, but I've always done like yard sales. Mm, uh, we've garage. never, I don't think we've done anything. I don't, my mom hates garage sales too. We might've had one when my dad lived here. Yeah. Cause my dad's cheap like that and he likes doing stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't think we've, in my memory, we have not done one, but it's possible. I don't know. I just get, I, we give things to Goodwill a lot. But. I think the most that we've done is, like, maybe two. Because for the longest time, like, when, especially when my parents first split up, because, like, my mom was like, you know, we need to make a little extra money, so we'll have a garage sale, do this, whatever. Um, but then once we, like, moved to Waxahachie, hopefully <laughs> we don't have a bunch of listeners who want to find me. Um, but once we moved there, we just kind of got to the point where, like, it's not worth the 50 cents that I'll get for it. Yeah. So we just, we've gotten to the point where we're just like, donate it, donate it, don't want it. Somebody can use it. You know, I don't, we just don't want to have to deal with it because it's a lot of work setting up for a garage sale. Yeah. And if people don't come, then you're like, why did I do all this work? 
then you ultimately to make like five bucks yeah like (laughs) oh i made ten dollars but i spent the entire day outside in the heat putting stickers on all of my belongings either that or you're outside and it's just like a random freezing cold day yeah i mean i i think that like using like poshmark or like facebook marketplace or stuff you would make more money doing it from that than a garage sale at this point especially because everyone's so addicted to technology now might as well yeah and like a lot of stuff on facebook marketplace and all that is I don't know about Poshmark, but, like, Facebook Marketplace is a lot of furniture, too. Yeah. So it's a lot more, um, like, heavy stuff that someone coming to a garage sale may not have prepared for. Heck, you can buy a car on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, you can. And a bus. I've looked it up. Maybe that's what we do. Buy a bus? And then we refurbish it for our Um, road trip? Do you have thousands of dollars to buy a bus? Because I don't. My friend seems to think you can get them for pretty cheap. <laughs> also, where do you park a bus? Oh, they have, uh, like, boat and RV storage places. So, more money. Yeah. <laughs> but, if we bought it, fixed it up, did our trip, and then sold it, we don't even need the the parking. We'll discuss it. <laughs> Help me out, guys. Send us some emails. <laughs> Convince Blake that this is a good idea. <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe to buy a bus, fix it up. It's going to be great. You go on no a week-long road not, trip. There's not other important stuff going on in the world right now. This is number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Blake, pick the last tip. 222. Ooh, 222. Mm-hmm. That is a third of 666. That's math. Good job. <laughs> Gold star for Megan. Gold star. 222. Okay. So this one has an extra ult- ultimate adulting move. Extra mm. tip right there. All right. So oh, step two. Oh, these are steps. We probably should have gone in order. <laughs> Whoop, too late. <laughs> um, step 222. Pay your fair share cheerfully at restaurants. If you want to split the bill seven ways, ask the wait staff if that's okay before you sit down. Or better yet, bring cash. At the end of a meal, figure out how much you think you owe. Don't forget ta- tax, tips, and beverages. Then add 2 or $3 and say you'll pay that amount. For God's sake, don't spend half an hour quibbling to make sure you don't overpay by 37 cents. I'm guilty of that. (laughs) If you're ever out with a friend who got an entree that was a dollar more or whatever, just split it in half. Friendship is long, and you'll recoup your losses eventually. Also, if you must pay your check with several different cards, um, here's a convenient thing to do for your server. On the bill, write the initials and amount each will be paying, so it would look something like this. KB owes $23.50, RL $16, so on, so on. Um... And then there's an ultimate adulting move. Just pick up the check for the table, knowing the favor will eventually be returned. And that doing so won't bankrupt you. So basically, it's on where you are and who you're with. True. Also, if I go out with two or more people to eat. It's 100 bucks. Yeah. Well, depending on where you go. Could be anywhere from anywhere from 40 on. I went to lunch like two weeks ago with two friends. And... I was the only one that got food, and I got a salad. Granted, it was at Del Frisco's, so it was a really expensive salad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone got a bowl of soup, and, like, the bill plus tip was, like, around 200 bucks because of, like, alcohol consumption. And wow. that's what gets you. Yeah. It's Granted, the- I didn't buy any of it because they were like, don't worry, we'll get it. And they were fighting over the bill, and I was like, well, um, they're fighting. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to offer because we don't need a third chef in the kitchen right now. Yeah, these two people will make a lot more money than me. So if you guys are going to argue over it, then go ahead. I'm cool and also, it. like nowadays too, Venmo's a thing. Yeah, that's what I do a lot. If if I'm like, if I feel bad to ask the waiter to split, like a lot of times I'll be like, I'll just get it, just Venmo me. And yeah. I don't do that. Like I'm like, okay, your thing was exactly fifteen dollars and sixty three cents. I'm just like, give me like fifteen bucks. Yeah, you know, that's I'm like. If they want to figure out how much it is, I'm like, here, whatever. But 
you know, and if I'm a little bit worried that, like, you know, my it's the end of the month, my check hasn't totally come yet, but this is the easiest way. I'll just put it on my credit card and then pay it all back once. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot of waiters, I'm, it probably has something to do with our age, but, like, a lot of waiters just automatically assume we're splitting the check when I come in with friends. Like, yeah. I a lot of people either just assume or they ask, like, hey, do you want it split? I haven't had to ask to have it split in, like, a long time. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of the new norm. Is and it just I think, assuming? Like I get that it's a it's more work for a server to do that, but it's also like I, I'm not a server, so I don't want to like offend anybody. But like, how much harder is it? It might be depending on how many people were there, but I think well, also yeah. they would get. I feel like they would get a better tip because that's like a tip per person instead of a tip per the table. And I don't know. I guess when you all add it together, like say like. Our bill was like sixty dollars, and you would get like a seven dollar tip, maybe. So for sixty dollars, it'd probably be like probably around ten to twelve for the. I was gonna say ten, but I got nervous because so if you lower. think about it, like sixty, thirty percent of sixty is twenty dollars. So a twenty dollar tip is a thirty percent. So you just you know. Take True. a couple bucks off that. So, like, like, if, uh, but if we all split it up, I usually tip around four to five bucks. And I feel like so do all my friends. Like, I try, I tip four to five bucks no matter how much my meal costs. Um, like, I mean, if it's a higher amount, then I'll raise the tip amount. But, like, normally yeah. most of my, my food is, like, 20 bucks or less. But I always stick around four to five bucks. And if everyone does the same thing, that's like already, you know, Sam with three people and it would be a $60 tab. But since we split it, that's 15 bucks that she's getting as a tip instead of 10. Yeah. I like how I'm just automatically assuming that our waiter is a girl. I keep saying (laughs) she. (laughs) But so I feel like it almost benefits them. But but maybe at fancier restaurants, maybe not. I don't know. I've never been a waiter, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't either. I worked in food service for two weeks. I was a hostess at Cracker Barrel, and I quit. <laughs> I've never worked food or retail. See, I've done retail. I lo- if I had to go back, I would do retail. No problem. Yeah, so I can't – sometimes I can't relate to, like, job struggles. Like, my first job was at an office. for It was a mental billing – mental hospital billing facility. Yeah. When I was 16. So, you know, the typical job that you have when you're a teenager. Yeah, I worked at a movie theater. <laughs> wow. Very different. I Very different job. I that job, though. Oh, my God. Uh, I did not love my job. So, you definitely got the better end of that stick. Really, honestly, I've only disliked two jobs that I've had. Um, same, honestly. I, I really, really, really disliked my first big kid job. Like, my first full-time gives you health benefits you work in your cubicle with a nameplate on it job yeah. I hated that I hated it <laughs> I I've never done it. one of those so I, <sighs> I would hate it too I've always known I wasn't meant for a cubicle and that job just like proved it but I was really desperate for a job because I was out of college and I was like okay it's time to grow up time to grow yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> and I hated it it sucked I was just I was just bored. Like it was so quiet there. I could hear my pin drop. Like and I and towards the end of me working there, it got to the point where I could make it an entire day without speaking to another human. And I am I have a podcast, dang it. Like <laughs> I like I'm a to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> whether they're in the room or not. And whether you want me to talk or not, I will. <laughs> exactly. So it was yeah. not for me, not for me. I can't imagine I would like it either. I I would like the the thing about the nine to five that I would like is the consistency and the knowing my hours and knowing that I would get health benefits. But other than that, I don't know if I'd like it. I mean, I'm I'm satisfied with my uh, six to whenever. <laughs> whenever I'm done. Yeah. Because I, I know, like, nine out of ten times, I know I'm going to have the afternoon free. So, yeah. you know, whether I leave at three or I leave at noon or sometimes even earlier than that, depending on the day. Like, you know, I I know that there is a chunk of time later on that I will be available. Yeah. 
for the most part. I do have to three jobs. To record our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug. Culture Rives with Culture. It's what you're listening to right now. Peep it. In case you didn't know. Peep, peep uh, bathrooms and bars for stickers. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to, when bars open back up and I'm in like Deep Ellum or Lower Greenville, sticking stickers up for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll put one on my suitcase. I'll put it on poles that I see. Street poles, not not stripper ones. For, hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I feel like that would be a hazard for them, you know? Yeah. Put it up. I was going to say put it up really high, but. I can't do that. I'm 5'4". They can also probably still get up there. They're pretty acrobatic. Truth. Also, back to strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we always swing back around to this for some reason? I don't know. Again, don't have any knowledge. <laughs> Never been to a strip club. Sure know a lot about them. I have been to a strip club, but. <laughs> yeah, you told us that story. Awkward time for me. You're like, here you But go. I'm older. Here's... I'm older now and wiser, and I feel like I can handle it better now. Yeah. Maybe. Well, they have the drive-thru. still just as awkward. They have the drive-thru ones now. I know I, I saw that in Houston. So I don't know how what you do. That. You're just like, okay, that's enough, and then you just. <laughs> how desperate do you have to be to go to a strip club? Like how, like how badly were you? Like, man, I just need to see strippers right now. Where you're going to go through a drive-through strip club? Well, I'm wondering if it's like people that are like schmoozing clients or had a bachelorette or a bachelor party. You know, I like, guess. Still um, seems weird. I. I've never been so hard up to go to like a strip club that I need it to be drive through. Yeah. I just We're also females, so maybe that's part of the reason we're not I still, even dudes who like go frequently, I just can't see where I'm a situation where it's like, I just need to go see strippers. Yeah. And like going to an outdoor area doing a drive through <laughs> strip club. I just don't I can't I'm wondering if maybe it's more for the dancers than it is for the men. Probably because they're, I mean, you know, they're losing income right now, but. Just to give them an option to continue to dance. And if they're dancing, dudes are coming, like. I guess. I don't know. More power to those females who are like making bang, doing their thing outside. But. (laughs) I just don't get it. It makes me, I was working a a film festival at AT AT&T Stadium and it was like it was like Randall Mills Road and then like AT&T Way or something it was like one of those parking lots and they had this big screen because it was like a drive-in thing and the first day they showed Jaws and you know I've seen Jaws before on a small screen but on a big screen when at the very beginning when that girl's swimming it's just like titties (laughs) it's like (laughs) on the screen and I was like oh my god there's probably like children driving by like oh my god why are there boobs on that boobs. screen? <laughs> They're just like, boobs! I never even thought of it like that. <laughs> and then I know for sure they showed Super Bad one day. Oh, geez. And then they showed, uh, like, Girls Trip. I've never seen that, but I'm assuming it's probably pretty raunchy. <laughs> I love that movie. There's a part where a girl goes across a zip line across Bourbon Street, and she gets stuck in the middle, and she pees. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Untimed. Also, also relatable, though. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, it's only happened to me once, but it didn't happen on anyone, so. Wait, you peed on a zipline? No, but I peed drunkenly. Oh, me too. <laughs> I've never done it on a zipline or on another human. Yeah. And I hope that I never do. Peed, peed publicly, yes. Yeah. When I was in college, we'd go to 6th Street and, like, Parking is a nightmare or it's expensive, so we'd park in, like, a residential area and just walk. That walk back was long. Sometimes um, you got to pee and there's some dumpsters and you figure out the rest. One time I didn't make it to, like, a <laughs> to like a safe area or, like, you know, hold down my pants. You're just like, well, this is happening. Yeah, I was was wearing a romper, and it it was too complicated, and it just... Well, you can't just, like, squat, and I guess you could squat in a romper, but for the most part, you gotta take it off. Well, I was on a toilet, so at least I made it that far. (laughs) You just couldn't get it off in time. I just couldn't take the clothes off. (laughs) You couldn't just, like, pull it to the side. No. (laughs) I couldn't. 
It was a rough day. <sighs> Shout out to all my friends who helped me in that situation. <laughs> Thanks for taking care of me, friends. It was my birthday, so... I think you're allowed to pass to be just completely belligerent on your birthday. That's the only time I am. Yep. It's the only time I really drink. That's why so few of my friends have seen me drink alcohol. Or, not it's not true, they've seen me drink alcohol, but, like, only a good chunk of them have seen me drunk. Yeah. And it's like a gift that they see once a year. It's my birthday, but it's your present. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm hanging out with my friend PJ, who Megan has hung out with, and he's very into the alcoholic beverages, he, it's always his goal to get me to drink. Like, anytime I'm willing to take a shot or, like, drink another beer or something, he, like, dives on that opportunity just because <laughs> he wants to see drunk Blake. Ah, uh, PJ. He was uh, pretty litty the last time I saw him. Mm, same. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was... Along with the time before that and the time before that. And the time before that. Was one of those when we went to your karaoke bar? Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't think he was. No, he, was, he wasn't He was super litty that time. Yeah. Just maybe hope... a slight buzz. Like, I hope not. He drove. Well, I not mean <laughs> anything. <laughs> To me, it does. To me, I Uber. Yes. You know, but you never know. You know, let's just not call PJ out his choices. Yeah. Moving on, moving on. Another adulting tip, don't drink and drive, kids. Yep. (laughs) I was driving Jack in college. (laughs) There you go. Saving lives, one drive at a time. Look at you. Thank you. uh, Pretty much a doctor. I was not, so... And but I do hey, have a. You spent your Saturday night on Sixth Street, and I spent mine, <laughs> spent mine picking up drunk people from frat houses and taking them home. <laughs> they, had a, they had a party bus that would run from like St. Marcus to Sixth Street, and you know, it'd leave at like ten or whatever, and then the bus would come back at two a.m. Yeah. And one time, I don't know why, but I got very, very drunk and rode the party bus back. But I made a good choice because in my drunken state, I was like, "I'm too drunk. Someone will drive me home." Did you so leave I your got... car in Austin? No, we rode okay. the party bus. There was like, oh, okay. it's like an apartment complex they would pick us up at. Like, it was like maybe two miles away from my apartment or whatever. But I was like, I'm too drunk. Ah, someone will drive me home. So I got in my driver or my passenger seat. And then I woke up the next day <laughs> still in my passenger seat. At least you were in the passenger seat because if you're in the driver's seat, that could have been bad. Yeah. Because you can still get arrested for drunk driving for like the intent to drive. Yeah. Which I think but- is so crazy. I know. I mean, it's good if they can catch people before they do it. Yeah, but sometimes people really just are sleeping. Yeah, but I was like, in my brain, I was like, everyone here sees that I'm drunk. They'll drive me home. So, like, I got my passenger seat, and then I woke up. I swear I sat up so quick. I was like, (gasps) oh, she's alive. (laughs) I was like, I should probably drive home. I got class later. Mm, I did college wrong. Honestly, I didn't really do anything crazy like that very often. So I I've don't got... remember a time I did. I was such a goody to you shoes. But see, you did it right in the in the way that you joined clubs and you were doing all this other stuff. Like I mostly just hung out with the friends that I already had. Yeah. You know. Well, I didn't have friends when I went. So I was like, how do you make them? Yeah. But then also, I didn't realize that my major was a boys club, and I had to be friends with them whether I wanted to or not. Yeah. Shout out, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Can't get rid of him even if you want to. <laughs> well, I guess I did get rid of him. He's not on here anymore. <laughs> I don't but we're still friends. Yeah, we, we know he did it for himself. It's fine. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, like... I, I thought it was going to be hard making friends in classes, but it turns out when you're a music major, you're, it's like you're in high school. Yeah. You have the same classes with the same people every single semester. And especially my major when I'm the only girl. Yeah. They're going to remember you. They're like, oh, hey, that's Blake. She's, yeah. she's the girl with the boy's name. It was what? Yes. It was one, me and my friend Haley. And then my friend Haley ended up piecing out after like a year and a half or maybe two mm-hmm. years. I don't remember. And then it was just me and like 10 boys. <laughs> and you're like okay so I was like oh okay this was a lot easier to make friends than I realized because 
you don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice. It's the same classes. That's how it was when I started, like, because my minor was theater, so those are also very small classes, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I was, like, I was talking to my advisor, and I was, like, what would be a good minor for, like, a communications major? And she's, like, well, a lot of people do this, this, or this. And I was, like, okay, I'll try uh, psychology. Took one psychology class. I was, like, bump this. I'm out. And so Mm -hmm. I was, like, I'm just going to do something that I like. And I did theater in high school. And so my minor was in theater. Didn't need a minor because music is so time-consuming. Yeah. Like, because all music classes are only worth, like, one credit hour. And so, so you got to take, like, three. a bunch of classes. Yeah. So, like, usually a person took, like, maybe three classes a semester, and I took 12. Dang. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. But, I mean, it was manageable, but you still go to that class three times a week, and you're there for an hour like you were for a normal class, but you still only get one credit hour, which is so janky. That's weird. Yeah. Because usually, but, like, your one credit hour were, like, you did it maybe twice a week. Mm-hmm. It was still an hour long, but, you know, it was like your PE credits. Yeah. But the other ones you were there, how ours was is you were there for like an hour and 20 minutes twice a week. So that's how it equaled up to three hours. Um, my, the- my like music theory class was twice a week, but it was like a longer class as well. And but it was yeah. still one credit hour. That's so I weird. had some classes I had to take that were zero credit hours and they were just like requirements for graduation. That's so dumb. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did it. So it <laughs> doesn't matter. But at the time, I was like, this is bonk. Yeah. (laughs) It's like I took a video editing, no, like a film editing class. And it was, I think it was like one credit hour too, but it was three times a week. But it was so laid back. Like on Fridays, we would make, during the week, we would make, you know, videos and then we'd edit them together or whatever. And then Fridays, we would watch a couple videos that people had made. I just wouldn't show up on Fridays. I'm just like, (laughs) It was at 11 a.m. and I couldn't get my ass up to go to class. And so I would show up like if our video was being shown. So that way I could, you know, I'm like, oh, yes, we did this. And it got to the point where I'd walk in and my professor would be like, hey, welcome back. And I'm just like, what's up? I had to take a film class, but it was like advanced film, like four or something. So it was like all these really, you know, these film majors that I've been taking at since freshman year. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, class obviously gets harder and harder. And it was, like, my junior year, I think I took it. So, like, they had already been film majors for, like, two years. So, at this point, part of the class was to work with a sound engineer and, like, you know, like, learn how to collaborate with others and, like, not do all the work yourself on your projects. And for us, it was, like, how to learn to do sound engineering for film and TV. So, we were supposed to, like, collaborate. But it was a film class specifically that just needed sound engineers. But, like, so the class was about film. Like, it wasn't about sound. It was, like, about cameras and lights and how to solder your own cords, which was actually kind of cool to learn. So I'm not complaining about that part. Yeah. But, like, the and like the exams were about cameras and lights and things that we did not know anything about. So, like, <laughs> like after our – Yeah. So after our first exam, all the sound engineers made, like, 20s and 30s on the exam because we were, like, we don't know these things. Yeah, you, we haven't you know, been learning about cameras for three years like everyone else. Yeah, I'm like, if you, I'm like, I knew that was a midget mic because it's, or a midget light because that is the smallest one. And I just took context clues, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but that's the only reason I got any points on that test. And after that, he was like, I'm going to curve it for the sound engineers. And like, we all ended up with like a 50, which is not good and then after that we just all sat in the the last two rows and like didn't pay attention and he told us not to come on test days and we just helped with like the student films and the projects and stuff and then it got to the end of the semester and I went up to him and I was like I have a question how am I being graded (laughs) and he was like what do you mean and I was like well I have not received any grades in this class other than my first test which was a 30 so if that is the still the case I'm making an F so, like, I don't know. And he was like, uh, what grade do you think you deserve? And I'm like, I don't know, like a B? And he goes, okay, <laughs> I got a B. <laughs> Should have thought an A, damn it. You're like, I'm here, but I'm not listening, so. Yeah, I was like, I didn't put in a lot of effort to this class, but I did what was required of me. I worked yeah. on the student projects. I held the mic. I pressed the buttons, which, so I was done when I was asked. Yeah. But, you know, to A plus work, probably not, but. I'd say I was average. Yeah. And I, I got a B. Yeah, that's great. It was so I weird. I would have laughed if you would have said like A plus. He was like, okay. 
<laughs> Honestly, he might have done it. I don't. I'm. I need to ask like who else in my class got a like what they got as grades because I asked because we we hadn't received any grades on anything. I didn't. I don't even know if he graded student projects like yeah. student films and stuff. So the only grade I had was a thirty. <laughs> Not. Made me panic. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to do this again if I can yeah. keep from it. So hopefully I helped the sound engineers taking that class in the future of them immediately just being able to do it whenever they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> well, you pass. That's all that matters. <sighs> well, are we done? I think so, because we did our three uh, adulting tips, how to grow yeah. up. And we did our future plans of... Yeah. That we're, we will stick to. We will do it. Someone start the GoFundMe for the bus. And then um, also just give us your opinions. If you are okay with it just being the two of us. If we suck, cool. and That's fine. And we'll find someone else that's funny. Everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion. <laughs> also, if you don't like us, just know that you're wrong and we hate you. But like in a nice way. But yeah, I mean like please still listen even if you hate us. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I think we caught up. So I'm going to do the uh, socials real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so our Instagram and our Twitter that we don't use. Maybe that should be another thing we put out into the world that we'll use Twitter more. Ugh, fine. I mean, I can do it. I just need to know what to say. So you'll type it, but I have to use my brain. Well, no, just help me. F- like, hey, tweet about this today. I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, our Twitter and our Instagram are CRWC Podcast. And then, for the love of God, someone please send us an email. <laughs> I don't care if you're just saying hello. Just, okay, just suck. Here's your email. That's all I want. But our Gmail is crwcpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we still need reviews on iTunes. Um, I don't think they do reviews on Spotify, right? I don't know. Okay. Well, if they do them on Spotify, do it. Um, but just search Culture Rhymes with Culture. It's not the W slash anymore. The word with is spelled out fully. We thought it was too complicated for our brains. So we <laughs> so like, it. if we can't figure it out, <laughs> other people are not going to want to figure it out. But. All yeah. right. Well, solid first conversation back, Mego. Yes. It was a little bit catching up, too, which is great. Mm-hmm. Folks learn some more about us in college. Megan and I saw each other in person for the first time in months this past mm-hmm. weekend. So, you know. Drank some wine. We reconnected. We I bonded. Know. I feel like we're in a good place. And now we're doing this. Yep. We back, baby. Season two. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Cool. Bye. Bye.